Welcome to Prattle World. I am your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And a very warm welcome back to Alternativity Stories, a month-long look at alternative stories set around the most wonderful time of year. That's right, we're back for my favourite season again, and we're looking at those alternativity stories. So it doesn't necessarily have to be Christmas, it's just around the festive period, New Year's, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, you name it, Uh, Thanksgiving maybe, maybe I'll do some Thanksgiving stuff maybe next year. It kind of fits, it somewhat fits. So yes, we are back, but today we are talking about Christmas, and we're going to be talking about the secret origin of Santa Claus. The story is Klaus, How Santa Claus Began. Uh, This was released and published by Boom Studios, written by Grant Morrison, and drawn by Dan Mora. Guys, I'm not going to bury the lead. I love this book. It is fantastic. Um, It's gorgeous to look at. The story's fun, it's simple, um, it, it turns kind of Santa into this action hero, and it it works. It absolutely works. I love it to pieces. Uh, I was going to do it last year, and then I decided against it. I can't remember why, but uh, I did something else uh, for whatever reason. I don't know. Uh, who who remembers a year ago? Fuck it. Um, it was still good last year, but this is fucking great. So, guys, if you have not read this book, I recommend go out, order it now. In fact, at the moment, Boom Studios has a Kickstarter, and what it is is they're going to make a giant omnibus of all the Klaus um, stories that have been written and drawn by Dan Mora. I believe they're all uh, drawn by Dan Mora. I could be wrong, uh, but they all are definitely written by Grant Morrison, and they're all from Boom Studios. So if you want a big, solid collection of everything Klaus, go and start to fund that Kickstarter. They're doing a Dark Crystal one as well and some other stuff. Uh, I'll leave a link for it in the show notes as well if you do fancy a hardcover. I've not read the other installments. Uh, I've only read the first story, which is what I'm going to talk about today, and it's great. Uh, If you like Santa, if you like good comic books, if you like Grant Morrison, if you liked All-Star Superman, this is the book for you. And it kind of is very much um, the whole Christianity angle is is taken out of of this, so it's purely around this character and it's kind of Nordic, almost Viking age, kind of medieval times sort of origins. So so it's kind of it's kind of that. So if you're looking for you know links to Jesus or Christianity or anything else like that as as we know it was you know it, let's be honest it was borrowed a lot of the elements 
you know, Christ was born in the summer, technically. So, you know, why do we celebrate in the winter? It's because of the solstice and other celebrations that they've kind of, you know, retroactively added and curtailed into Christianity. And it's 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 where we are today. It's not it's for better or for worse. It's just what Christmas kind of represents, what Christmas is. There's a lot of different, you know, interpretations and stories and carols. You name it. It's all it's all a big kind of hodgepodge um you know personally i think faith is great not a massive fan of religion though uh, organized religion because that's usually not a great thing but if you're religious I, I understand i just think um you know if you have faith great i think faith is good but religion not so great but again i think religion is there to take advantage of other people so it's just the way I feel, but I totally understand if you don't feel that way. That's just my opinion. And again, take it with a pinch of salt. But I love this book. There is one thing I love, and it's this book. Um, so we start, and it's about this town, very large town called Grimsvik. And it's, again, it's fairly... It, I'm saying Nordic because I get that vibe and, and the kind of language they use is, you know, somewhere between Dutch, Sweden, German. I think I think they use a few languages within the book and names. Like they say, uh, Jules Nisa, which is like the spirit of Christmas and, and various other, they talk about uh, Yule time as, as Christmas time. And there's a lot of few other kind of references and, and things like that that come through the book. And, and yeah, we follow this huntsman called Klaus, and he returns to Grimsvig. Um, we learn later that he is from Grimsvig, it's his hometown, but he is a stranger and nobody knows him. And, and he returns to Grimsvig, He's a, he lives in the wild, he lives, you know, on the outskirts, and he has a pet wolf, a white wolf, called Lily. And she's his companion, and he's trying to sell some furs. So he, he usually goes elsewhere, but there's a problem with that town, or it's locked away, or you know, closed down, or it's it's been abandoned. I, I can't remember exactly. But he goes back to his hometown begrudgingly, and he's like, "I want to sell my wares. What's going to happen?" And he's like, "Where are all the Yuletide decorations? Where is the joy? Where is the where are the children? Where are all the men as well? Because they are all working in the mine." which is a coal mine um and we we eventually find out that christmas is basically banned all toys and everything are given to uh, jonas who is the son of lord magnus who is the ruler this tyrant who rules grimsvig with an iron fist and he makes the the people are mining constantly there's there's no rest they're basically slave labor and they don't celebrate. There's no joy anymore. There's no fun. There's no. It's just like it's it's an awful town. It's very conjures to mind very much a kind of uh, sheriff of Nottingham type character. He's just evil, and and Klaus comes along and um, they're trying to st take his furs. He says anything that comes in here. You know, Klaus is asking a lot of questions. Like I used to remember this place. It was lovely. It was joyful. It was fun. What has happened? What has? Why? Where has this dark cloud come from to come over this this town and and destroy all all the joy here? And the bartender he meets is like, you should really shut the fuck up because if Lord Magnus hears anything that you're saying, uh, he's going to come down on you hard. 
And lo and behold, he goes outside and the guards of Grimsvik, who wear red and white um, to represent the the blood and the snow of the area and the blood of the people, um, who, you know, later in the story, Klaus will take on uh, those colours and become the Santa we know him to be, to a point. It's somewhat, it's an original story, but it's, you know, loosely inspired by Santa. And he's got a great look. He looks like, I can imagine, like a Hugh Jackman type um, playing him. If they ever did a film, I would love to see that film. I think it would be ace. And I think they could get away with it because it's, again, not very religious. It doesn't go that way. Um, So, you know, they basically, it's a little bit like Rambo as well because he comes into the town and then everyone just treats him like utter fucking shit. And they push him too far and they'll give him a war they'll never believe. He's beaten, he's thrown out, and he escapes. Um... And he's saved by his wife, Wolf, White Wolf Lily, who the guards are actually following and plan to kill him. Um, but he save, she saves him and he goes back and he plays this um, musical instrument. It's a flute, I believe. And he plays for the, the spirits of the forest. They bless him with, with certain gifts and stuff. So the first thing he does is he wakes up and he's like, oh, my hands are sore. What's going on? Again, I'm going to spoil the story, guys. Go away and read it. I highly recommend reading it. I give it, you know, five out of five. Solid, great, good storytelling. And I'm not a big Grant Morrison fan either because I tend, I tend to like his more grounded or simpler stories because I think sometimes his work gets a bit heady and a bit like, ooh, look how clever I'm being, and multiverse upon multiverse upon multiverse. And, yeah, some, sometimes, I, you know, I feel like he's being weird for the sake of it or he's being unusual or he's like, oh, I'm going to drop acid and write a comic. Fun. But I, you know, don't get me wrong, I still really love this book. I love his writing in this book. I think it's one of his best. Um, but yeah, it's very he's a very hit and miss for me. He's a bit like Tim Burton, who we will talk about a little later this month. So we we find that Klaus has woken up and he has he has sore hands because uh during the night, unbeknownst to him, he has made hundreds of ch- children's toys, hundreds. And he feels obligated now to bring joy back to the children and the families of Grimsvig. And he sneaks in like a thief in the night to deliver these gifts. So he leaves them at the doorstep of these children, of these houses. And and they wake up and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, look at this. I've got this dad. And, and people are completely shocked. And and Lord Magnus um, and Lady Dagmar, who's his wife and her her child Jonas, who is a rotten, uh, spoilt uh, brat. It's like the worst version of kids you could see. The the most the one who is definitely on the naughty list. Let's put it that way, and I'll come back to that later on as well. Um, and he's given all the toys um, because Lord Magnus, like nobody can have these toys. They're not. And he pretends that. Um, Jonas is ill and he's he's um, you know he's bed bound and he's like oh you wouldn't take these toys away from my son would you he he can't even leave his his castle and all the the parents are like no just guess we'll just have to give away the toys and they have some some kind of magical ability and uh, some kind of uh, they do very unusual things basically and because because this they've taken them all away, Santa or Klaus has to come up with a better way of of coming and delivering those gifts. And 
what's really nice about the story is it slowly but surely introduces all the facets of the the Santa law if you will so the you know like the sled and the going down the chimneys and like I said the red and the white uh, that he wears and what it represents and he draws like a big joy rune um you know like a viking rune in the snow to say joy uh which is a kind of a bit kind of superhero-ish like the crow or something like that which i really liked and people are like joy why does he leave the the rune for joy and you know the the humbug that is kind of lord magnus keeps you know clamping down there's a curfew and santa is kind of again try sneak in he he figures out he can drop the drop them in down through the chimney the toys and uh and the i think he plays for the spirits again they give him more abilities and um strength and agility and things like that so so you get a lot of um, a lot of influences kind of come into this and and work really well so it does feel a little bit like superman or batman and robin hood there's a lot of these kind of elements in this kind of uprising and the the turning of the tide and this kind of fascist dictator trying to clamp down and make everybody do what he says and lady dagmar's wife is jaded and uninterested and just like you know her husband is awful her child is awful and she's just kind of drifting through life and she sees one of the toys and she recognizes the the handiwork and we learn later on that klaus himself um, was actually adopted by the king or by the people and because his his mother had been frozen to death in the snow but he survived and uh, i think that definitely has a kind of a chosen one vibe about it which is fine i kind of i, I understand it's a bit of a trope but they don't say anything like he's the chosen one or anything but it's i think it's kind of implied a little bit and what happened was Lord Magnus, uh, the young Lord Magnus, poisons the king and blames it on Klaus. He's banished and he was in love with Lady Dagmar and, you know, they had a kind of relationship. But once once that evidence is thrown at Klaus, he is um, abandoned and he found Lily and, and Lily saved him and kept him warm uh, because he saved Lily when there were all these wolves being killed. He he was like, oh, leave the baby cub. And she comes back and, and becomes his kind of guardian and, and pet sort of thing. All the while, we get this kind of something quite off with, um, other than him just being plain evil, there's something he's up to, uh, Lord Magnus. And we learn that there's a, a book, a demonic book, and there's something down in those coal mines that he's trying to release, and it's whispering to him, and it's whispering to the other people down there, and it's driving them mad, and they are literally working themselves to death, these miners. There's a, another character in the in the book called Gunnar Mickelson, and, it, and we follow a lot of his uh, family, like his son and daughter and uh, his wife, and, and he kind of leads a rebellion, um, you know, uh, Santa inspires them to rebel, and then they set the they set the um, the coal mine on fire, and you know they have to put it out and and all this other stuff. And again, like Magnus is constantly clamping down. 
Um, I have to talk about the artwork because it is gorgeous. This is the first work I've ever read of um, of Dan Mora. I'm not sure how much he'd done before, but I, I thought it was absolutely beautiful. And I know he's currently on the World's Finest comic with Mark Wade, and that looks gorgeous. Every page and every bit of artwork I see from him is absolutely amazing. It's such a... It's colourful, it's fun, it's vibrant, it's... Um, I, I think he's one of the better modern artists in comic books, in my opinion. I just think he it, it's brilliant. All the detail and the fun and the um, some of the panel placement I think is great as well. There's such kinetic energy with, with things always happening and going and falling and jumping and fighting. Um, you know, there's a really brutal punch that Santa gives in the book and it's, you know, it's got this really... It's amazing. Uh, and there's a couple of other like really brutal moments uh, which are really great and, and just shown in all their, you know, glory. Again, it's not it's not uber violent as a book. It's quite it's soft and it's tender, but it, it has enough, I think, for people to enjoy. And I think um I think I think kids could enjoy it. I don't I don't think it's that violent. I think I think there are moments where it's like it's maybe a bit on edge, but I think for like a mature 10 year old 11 12 13 i think i think uh, a kid can get a lot out of this because it's it's fun and it makes santa a badass and i think like young boys especially um would get a, a kick out of that necessarily but girls as well or uh whatever gender that you 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 uh, identify with i think they, everyone can get something out of this book and and it's fun and i i just think it's bloody great so if you haven't read it go out and read it it is brilliant, but I'll uh, I'll carry on spoiling it for you because that's what I do. Uh, <laughs> spoiler down. So yes, uh, as I was saying, Lord Magnus is uh, is whispering. This voice is whispering to him, and it apparently always has been like as long as he's kind of been alive. He's he's heard this voice, and uh, this but there's something in the mind that's kind of whispering to him and telling him to do stuff. And we learn at the end what that is. Um, but we have we have a lot of kind of um, adventures, and eventually they they lay a trap for Santa or for Klaus, who uh, who it's written by his son Jonas, and uh, we well actually before that we learn that Lady Dagmar learns who Klaus is, and they describe him as this kind of wolf or winter spirit, and and people are either frightened or amazed or. Or they're hopeful uh, because it's this thing, and and it's almost like he's an urban legend as well, which I like. And people are like, I don't believe it, or I do. And what is it? But I saw this, and I believe this. And there's all these kind of whispers and things, and, and that's what he wants. He he he's a, he's like Batman. He's a symbol of of what the the people of Grimsvig need, and he. Uh, embodies that and even though people are like oh he's just a man and he'll be broken he's this and he's not that uh but i i love the myth and the legend that builds and the adding of those those different kind of little subtle touches because it's not like oh this is how he gets his sled or this is how he this is how why he you know goes in the chimney all kind of it's seamlessly added so much so i didn't i didn't notice like it wasn't like oh Boom, this part of his law, boom, this part of his law. It was all really just like sprinkled in there really nicely. And it and it works within the framing of the story and it works as a ramping up 
of those um, ideas and the themes of the book as well. And yeah, it's it's so good. It's so so much fun. And again, like I think the writing's good. I think it's a good, solid, straightforward story. Not many twists and turns, but it's good storytelling. So I'm not particularly always after you know twists and turns. There's a few like oh reveals and like like that um, you know that Klaus has been here and he's a big part of the town and it's revealed. And uh, Magnus is plotting again against the king as well. And uh, the king is going to come and and he's trying to basically get get him killed. Um, I was talking about that trap they lay for Klaus. Um, there's a guy called Carl who's a very kind of weary... He's the head guard, basically, and he's... He's just realised he was trying to change it from the inside, and he's he's so kind of jaded. He was like, "I've just become part of the system, and I ruined it." And you know, this is just you know, he rules with an iron fist, Magnus, and it's it's ruining the town. And we we see that uh, the trap that they lay, it, um, it's basically Carl has been tied to a chair, and they have arrows uh, dipped in poison. Um, and there's basically throughout the book. Santa is kind of constantly on the back foot. Um, he is sleek like a ninja. He's jumping from rooftop to rooftop, and he's delivering uh, those gifts and and making sure they all get where they need to be. But he's and he's constantly like he, like, he creates a snowman, for example, out of this guy, um, which again is like another little thing that kind of adds to the the lore of of, of the winter time of Christmas and. Yeah, Yuletide, whatever you want to call it, and it's great. It's got a it's got a charming sense of humor as well at moments, but it but it is a real kind of action adventure kind of story, and you know, set in this these kind of medieval times. I think if you're an Assassin's Creed fan, you'll probably dig it actually, because I mean, he does wear a hood, and you know, he's jumping across a lot of parkour going on, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and again these. These, uh, this trap basically ends up with him like it's very again very much like a a Batman Year One or a Batman Mask of the Phantasm. So he's running away and he's getting shot and he's getting two arrows, and and this child uh, uh, Mickelson uh, Gunnar Mickelson's child finds him and she's he goes to take them home, but um, the guards are at their house, so he decides to. Uh, Santa says go, and uh, Klaus says go and take me, take me home, take me into the forest, into the dark. Uh, I need to, be, I need medicine. I need to be healed. I need to be with the spirits of the forest. And we, at that point, the spirits of the forest kind of come out, but they realise that they're the spirits of the forest are, are much different, much larger. Um, they take, they take. Uh, uh, the Mickelson boy away. Magnus basically crucifies him on a lake of ice um, just after he's been cured by the poison. They poison him again. And he's like, ha, 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 I can't believe you're such an idiot. I knew it was you. Um, you're just a man, you know, nothing. I've killed you now. I've killed the idea of Christmas. No more joy will ever, you know, appear uh, in Grimsvig. And it's your fault. I'll work them even harder. I'll kill them. Uh, because of you sort of thing and uh, while he's being crucified he's dying and these the elder spirits uh, we learn that the young spirits that he was playing to uh, because the wolf I think the wolf howls and because uh, usually he plays the flute but the wolf howls the song that they usually play and they arrive 
and again, they are the adult spirits, and they realize that their their children have been playing with him and and giving him these gifts and giving him these abilities and these special powers, but they realize that they can do it better and they kind of appreciate and know what he's trying to do and again they use the runes and and give him some new powers uh including immortality and they give him a, the the kind of badass sled it's almost like um wonder woman's uh, invisible jet so if you it's kind of reflective and you can't see it when it's in the sky um but this time it's not reindeers it's white wolves that are carrying the sleigh so it's like that's the exclamation point on the badass center that you wanted and uh, and the reveal of the voice that is in the in the coal mine turns out to be Krampus himself so this demon Krampus who has used Magnus to release him finally release him from his prison and he's like ah now you can kill the king and he's like no I want the children where are the naughty children and he's like no no you've got to kill the king he's like I'm not doing anything for you I used you to get free uh, now I will murder and eat all your children basically um and he's got a sack like santa you know and he 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 shoves uh, jonas in the sack straight away because he's like the most the worst child in this town he's like he's the worst he's like no that's my son magnus is trying to control him he's got this book that the um the that he he found him in and was he was bound in uh, but after releasing him from the mine he is now free of the book as well so uh, there's nothing he can do and yeah and people try keep trying uh, lady dagmar kind of slowly but surely throughout the story she learns that how evil magnus is and he's losing his mind and he's like i'm doing all this for you and he's slowly but slowly just going insane and the closer we get to krampus being released he's literally just losing it and then and he goes to to um goes to use that book but then lo and behold just in time santa arrives in his big badass sleigh and with a big sword and he comes and chops off uh krampus's arm and uh and then magnus stabs santa and you're like what the fuck are you doing stabs him directly in the back in the chest and he's like no and he's like i've saved you now krampus now you must do what i say and he goes now nah, i'm good mate and he burns him alive he just gives him a little, this hellish breath hellfire breath and yeah and he's like oh santa save my son i'm all burnt um so that's his his end and then krampus touches the sleigh because he notices it's uh, from his relatives or uh, family or race, I think he says, and of the elder, the kind of uh, the good side of the gods version of of him, and he touches it, and then he's like, "Now it's mine!" And all the dogs turn demonic, and it's black and red. Um, but luckily, Santa's back because Lady Dagmar tries attacking him, and a few of the other people like Gunnar Mickelson, um, who frees the children who have been taken to the castle. It's primarily to be eaten because they are fattening those kids up which is pretty messed up <laughs> and um and yeah and they all they all struggle they can't defeat him and then santa jumps on and he's fighting and uh, and he's like no i'm gonna kill all the bad children i'm gonna eat all the bad children and santa goes there are no bad children and then he cuts his fucking head off um 
amazing. And then, and this is in the like the upper atmosphere because they fly up to the upper atmosphere. Cuts his head off. Krampus becomes like a meteorite, uh, crashes back down in Grimsvig, and and Santa rides down triumphantly. And what a story! What a story! So much fun. Only seven issues, so it's it's a it's a good. I think it's a good amount of issues. It doesn't feel abrupt. Everything feels earned, and, and it's enjoyable. It's fun. You can take your time with it. You can blitz through it. It's an absolute blast, and and it's fun, and and it's really sweet, and it's nice as well. It's action packed. It has the whole spirit of Christmas. Uh, I know this is an alternative kind of Christmas season for the podcast, but it is. It's lovely. It's really charming, and I just think it's beautiful. It's fun. It has everything you would want in a kind of a badass Santa tale. I've read a few of these kind of comics where it's like, oh, badass Santa, and I'm sure I'll be doing some more in the future. But I think this book is great. Um, and then he, the ending is that he lives out the rest of his life in Grimsvig. Um, not all of his life, but all of uh, Lady Dagmar's life. And kind of adopts Jonas as his own son. But when she dies, he decides to go off and have various other adventures and be the Santa we all know him to be, basically. So, and I think that obviously will lead on to those other books that I've not read. If you want me to read them, let me know and I'll do I'll do the next one next year. I think there's three volumes, I want to say, including this one. So, so yeah, um, go check it out, guys. If you've had fun, if it sounds like a book for you, if you've not read it, go give it a try. Again, I've not mentioned everything, because how can I? Um, but there's a, there's a lot to be enjoyed there. There's a lot of fun. And, yeah, absolutely Im- impeccable story. Um, go out and try it. I know they're all available on Comixology. Again, I can I can send a link over as well. I can leave that in the show notes as well. If you want to fund that Kickstarter, if you want a big collection, I'm very, very tempted. I think I might do that because uh, I've loved this story, and if the others are even half as good as this, I'm in. I am absolutely in. Uh, so that's it. Um, that is Klaus, How Santa Claus Began um, is the title. But yeah, that's it. So that's the first uh, the first installment of Alternativity Stories this year. So uh, next up will be Batman Returns with Tonya and Angry Andy. Can't wait for that. And as you know, you can find me on Facebook at Secret Bores. You can find me on Twitter and Mastodon now, and that's at Dan underscore Bores. Instagram, it's Spider Dan Secret Bores. Review, like, share, comment, subscribe, etc. And don't forget to use the hashtag Prepare for Prattle when you interact with us. If you want to join the Prattalian and to be briefed in full on the Secret Bores, swing over to Prattle World at Spider Dan and the Secret uh, so I'd like to thank my patrons as well, uh, amazing people that they are. Uh, I am Jack's Musing, Simon Cotton, Paul Meller, Max Byrne, Scott Hodgson, Mike Burton, Angry Andy, Tonya Todd and Tony Farina uh, for their continuing donations. It is very much appreciated and helps Prattle World keep on turning. And if you ever find yourself in a position to help the podcast, please consider it. Guys, I hope you're having uh, a wonderful festive period. Happy holidays. Um, again, loads of podcasts coming up. Uh, I always enjoy this season because it's it's just my favourite. I, I just love it. Um, so I, we've got amazing stuff. We've got Jaws. We've got Young Sherlock Holmes. We've got all sorts of great content coming your 
way. And uh, I'll leave you there. Uh, that is uh, my Holly Jolly podcast for this week over. Thanks again, guys. You keep on being brilliant. Bye. Bye.